Well, looks like it's just you and me. Well, I, I guess let's wait for, I'm sure Garrett will show up. Um, <laughs> I, sure. That's one of the funniest things you've ever said. Uh, okay. Oh, hate napkin. I got one. I'm, I'm thinking Carly here. People who feed other people's dogs. Who... Ooh. Yeah. So yeah, I I have a problem with that. My dog does not do well with bones, and uh, and in fact, one of its puppies died because it was given a bone. So don't feed. It's not your animal. Does this happen to to Gus? Um. It doesn't happen to Gus, but it has happened with other dogs that I have had. And it doesn't happen to Gus because we make him go to the bathroom in the backyard and then he has walked on a leash. And if somebody off, you know, goes to feed him, we just tell him he's got a very delicate digestive system and thank you, but no thank you. Right. But I've had people throw stuff over the fence. And it's like, that is not going to happen. Well, I, I do have one. Oh, great. I, I, I absolutely hate Facebook now because they've got this algorithm that goes back over things you said three years ago and they suspend you for 30 days. A and then they tell you that they're going to put your posts at the bottom of the feed for the next 60 days. So they're going to bury anything you post for 60 days. Well, my boss called me the other night and he goes, I got suspended from Facebook for 30 days. And I was like, what did you say? He said, I misspelled a word and it looks like gringo. <laughs> And I said, let me see the post. He sent it to me. And I, you could clearly tell what he was trying to say. But they suspended him for, for 30 days. And then when he comes back on, they're going to bury his post for 60 days, two more months, on a typo. Right. And there's no customer service to fix it. I got, yeah. The, so to this day, I can't buy Google ads because there was a content in an Ask a Mexican syndicated column. That was deemed racist. So it was like, you had racist contacts. <laughs> like, and a total automated shit with no customer service. Same kind of story. Hugely affects, affected the business for years. And you're just like, well, well, well you're a monopoly. And now I'm fucked on the internet. Mm -hmm. Which I was owning for that area. Like, as a newbie, we were owning... According to some data, so it was. Of course. Yeah, it was just, so I've abandoned that platform, pretty much. I yeah. use it to check in on people, but if you're not posting cat memes or pictures of your food, you're going to get suspended. Yeah. Anything else will get you suspended. So I moved to Twitter. Well, now I get these inane tweets: Springsteen or Clapton. I say Clapton. Fight me. What? What? Uh, hey, and 10,000 people respond. Yeah, I don't want to choose. I don't care. Right. And besides that, Springsteen. Um, but, you know, regardless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course.
regardless, it's uh, if you want to talk about something, talk about it, but don't post like it's it's almost like clickbait, you know? It, yeah, yeah, it's people lonely in their own lives, I guess. Which past two years, you give a little forgiveness for that kind of shit, but well, that's I've, true. I've never, I've never really been a fan of the Facebook, and it's it's a something on my hate napkin actually. And no joke, uh, it was Facebook groups. And this <laughs> one I added very recently because a uh, countryside girl I just love is was trying a new diet because mm -hmm. she read a book called Raw Vegan. Mm -hmm. So this was, it's like, everything goes to extremes these days you know what i mean so my other friend is like oh well read this book she read this book raw vegan so this is what it, it, nothing cooked so i was like oh well I, yeah i have the salad for her but i was gonna roast potatoes like i i wasn't getting it do you know what i mean i was like well i was gonna do these black bean burgers she, no nothing cooked i was like even the cavemen cooked plants that were around what do you mean well she read this i was like just because it's in a book it doesn't mean a good it's a good idea and this person agreed and it's like yes and there's even a face it's a facebook group it's a community so this is like i think vegans okay i still think you should eat eggs and cheese and things that don't harm animals this is another step of not even cooking the food i should eric should eric would have something to say here absolutely but here's the thing i don't walk up to people and go hi carla burns meteor why do i have to know immediately one of the first things about somebody is that they're vegan they have to tell you about it it is an attention-seeking thing because i will put fucking bacon on everything just to piss you off so it's like uh, um i don't have to announce that you know i i am a big proponent of killing pigs there's, and there's a, there's always a thing when you go to a restaurant where it's like oh well i i'm i'm vegan what do you have for me 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 <laughs> well well why don't you just read order the fucking some, menu right why don't you just order some oatmeal and shut the fuck up so yeah uh but this is one step further, the uh, raw vegan diets, where you don't even cook things. Why? <laughs> Why? Because we, I couldn't find a way. And these are the people that like gets cancer and sick because like it's, it's the variety that you need. You need a certain amount of minerals and vitamins from different Protein. things. Yeah, yeah. So now, now you're like, I can't have cooked anything. Uh, okay. So you can't have beans? Like beans are protein. You can't eat beans unless you cook beans. And that, as a, vegan, a vegetarian, that's your protein source. Why, why remove the only thing that would balance out your insane decision? Okay. See, I would get kicked out of that group immediately because I go, you know, oh, that sounds so good. You know what would make it better? Bacon. <laughs> um, I often, 
I do this a lot. I'll go to a restaurant and I'll order the vegetarian burger mm-hmm. and then I'll add bacon <laughs> every time. No, because I really like it. Like it's it's like of good. Of course. I want. I don't want all that red meat, and I want to eat semi healthy, and I want to have the fries, and I want to have a little less guilt. It's like getting the diet coke with your fast food or whatever. But I'm like, yeah, I want a veggie burger, add bacon, and this is always my order when I see veggie burger. And every single time, the waiter has to come back because the kitchen sends them back, and I'm like, yeah, put the bacon on the fucking veggie burger. <laughs> It's going to be great. It's going to make it great. It's like a BLT. It's like a BLT. Basically, and BLTs are yeah. wonderful. Mm-hmm. My favorite Hooters sandwich, by the way. <laughs> it was always the cheapest thing at Hooters. Okay. I hate Hooters. <laughs> I love Hooters. And let me tell you why. Why? The waitresses would they when they waitresses come into Hooters, there's a box of man be gone rings. So they come into Hooters for their shift, and they have to put whatever pins and suit whatever the Hooters the Hooters thing on, and they mm-hmm. and then they pick a, a if they want they pick a ring from the man be gone, and it's like they're engaged new engaged spouse. And now this is a like you got to have the inside knowledge. And that makes the visit so fun because she's like, oh, yeah, I'm engaged. And then you can ask a million questions about the engagements, about their fiance, and everything is a lie because it's just something they were like, I'm engaged. And you're not supposed to. So it's like, when's the wedding? Oh, what is he, you know, what's, what's his job? And it's so, it's so entertaining that you're going to want to go to Hooters. Well, it's certainly the basis for, you know, a lifelong relationship, everything built on a lie. (laughs) But it's like, it's incredibly fun to continually put this, like just to make the waitress do this web of, of course, I tip huge, but just like I have no interest in the Hooters waitress, but to make her tell me a thousand lies before I even get my like terrible wings, it's so <laughs> delight. It's so delightful. It's so fun. I, know, I, but... I suggest you bring. It's a family restaurant. I suggest you bring Cletus to the Alabama Hooters. And have Cletus ask questions about the fiance. When are they getting married? What is he like? That um, kid can ask a birthday. thousand questions. It's oh perfect. yeah, just yeah, yeah. Just what what kind of wedding does he want? What kind of wedding? Do, you know, how did you meet? Just just never stop. It's so fun. I had a guy that I worked with and. His wife was really pissed at him for their anniversary. He took her to Hooters. And he goes, I don't know what the problem is. I just don't see the problem. And I said, well, I said, how about if on your birthday, she takes you to a restaurant called Big Johnson's? But, um, I somehow think he wouldn't have liked it. But uh, yeah. Wasn't that Bob's big boy? 
what big johnson's <laughs> no. no that was howard johnson's which turned into bob's big boy howard johnson's was actually real the food no, i always it thought turned the food into there was really bob's good. big boy bought them i know and now there are almost no Bob's Big Boys, but I happen to, there is one not far from me and it's still there. And the food's still good. Wow. You got to be kidding yep. me. No. Wait, wait, wait. There's one in like 500 miles. These are me. called ghost restaurants. So in, I think it's Clearwater, Florida. I've driven by it. There's a Friendlies, a ghost Friendlies. So friend, the Friendlies franchise shut down. But there's a ghost friendly. I never heard of friendlies. Oh, friendlies had uh, just like fried, horrible food. Like burgers, quesadillas, everything was fried in oil. And they, they actually had like a pretty good breakfast. They would have the two, 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 two eggs, two toasts, two bacon for $2.22. Old people loved it. I'm sure. And, but, and friendlies was famous for their happy ending Sundays and the happy ending Sundays were cone heads. So it would be a scoop of ice cream, 13 Reese's pieces or M&Ms, sorry, 13 M&Ms or Reese's pieces. You'd put one, two, I worked at Friendly, so I knew what you were supposed to do. So I'm in the, I would make the cone heads and I would put like, two heads and make like a deformed one and send it off of course you would of course and of course i would have to deliver it to the table and they would you know the kid the kid didn't care like i'm like oh i'm really sorry like one out of every thousand comes out a little deformed (laughs) it's there's nothing really we can really do about it, you know. <laughs> Sometimes I put two cones. Oh, so fun! Meanwhile, mom's crying at the table, and the kids just not caring. I'm like, en- enjoy your retarded happy ending, which <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. it sounds like the Last Supper. <laughs> Speaking of the Last Supper, my other favorite bit was this priest that I know because my dad worked at the local church this priest comes into friendlies and he would come in, he would come in like pretty often and I hadn't seen him in a while and he comes in and I'm like I, I'm sorry father uh, how long has it been since the last time you came to friendlies like just really <laughs> somber and so, like I'm supposed to be seating him and I'm like I'm sorry father how long has it been since the last time? You came to friendlies. Did he get it? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, he was like floored. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm a Reformed Catholic. I've been to confession enough. That's funny as shit. <laughs> yeah, I totally tortured him, and it, it was kind of a callback to my youth when I was like six. I, I was I was sick, like six years old, and I just knew I already knew the whole Catholic thing. And the priest calls to talk to my dad because he works, he's a deacon at the church. And I answer the phone and it's like 9.30 at night or something. And the priest is like, oh, oh this is Paul, Paul, the youngest? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, what are you still doing up? I'm like, I'm saying my prayers. 
but it does sound like you. Right. The funny thing about being Catholic is you never, you're always a recovering Catholic. You can't get over certain things. I remember walking into a Catholic hospital with a nurse friend of mine. She had to go visit a patient. She was a visiting nurse and it was one of her patients. And um, I go in with her, the elevator doors open and there is this big, like 95 year old priest. And I was like, good morning, father. <laughs> Just walk in. She turns around and looks at me and she's like, holy shit, are you Catholic? She goes, immediately like bow good morning father and just keep walking and uh, it was kind of funny in the end because i actually like caught myself in that moment you know and it was like oh mass <laughs> i actually made friends with a priest when i was living in hooterville out at the lake and um there was a priest in town and he was a really cool guy young guy and played the guitar and he was really funny because I used to just smack talk him all the time and he thought it was funny. So he kept trying, but he kept trying to get me to come to church. And I just, you know, I have this thing against lightning bolts. And um, so I was like, well, why don't you come to my church? And he goes, where's your church? And I said, every Sunday morning on my dock at the lake with a fishing pole in my hand. And he goes, well, I'm kind of tied up on Sunday. <laughs> And uh, so the last time I was there, I gave her, because she, she literally boils this coffee on the stove in an old tin pan. And I gave her one of these stainless steel mugs. And nice. she's, like, well, she's like, what's this for? And I said, because when you put your coffee in it, it keeps it hot. And she's like, well, for how long? I'm like, two hours. And her eyes got real big. And she's like, really? And she, and she goes, well, when my coffee gets cold, I just pour it back in the pan. And I was like, so I've been drinking your spit? She threw her head back and started laughing so hard. And she was like, yes. You <laughs> now I know why it's so good. But. <laughs> But I gave her one of these, and I guess when I left, she decided to start drinking out of this thing. Oh, fantastic. And everybody who stopped by her store was like, what's that? They all want one. <laughs> I mean, this village is so remote. So then she became like the village celebrity because she had this magic cup. Let's send 300 to the town. Uh, you know, honestly, I uh, I, I leave I'll one. Buy this. Every, Let's do it. I I leave one every time I go down there, and I told her, I said, sell it, make some money off of it. They're cheap here. Uh, you guys would have like radio tech issues, and then carry on. Yeah. Okay. Sure. And I had the best sound engineer an earpiece and i could hear him in my earpiece because he would tell me when to break for commercial and one day i had this uh, comedian on who um uh his 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 real name is paul day he's out of boston worcester mass and he had this character that he would do called billy bobneck and he and he and he would broadcast from his basement. 
and film these YouTube videos. The guy is brilliant. Ahead of his time. He was. And I had right. him on my show and he he went after me for being one of those femme Nazi liberals, you know, an Obama Nazi and all this stuff. And then he would sing these songs about, you know, going to hell. And his heyday was in the Tea Party era. Oh yeah. Yeah, him and his little his him and his little daughter were out teabagging for Jesus. <gasps> you know, the guy was a phenom. Oh, great! And he got tired of it, and and so he killed him off. Brilliant! He killed him off. There was an announcement one morning that you know they were sorry to announce that Billy Bob Neck, you know, had been released from his earthly bond and went to go be with Jesus. This, and this is where, uh, this is where we're missing Eric. This is a story for another time. I hope you can retell the killing off story because Eric can help will. supplement a story about. I, I I had a fake uh, writer and fake salesperson with stock photos. Like I would write oh, under, good. I was writing under a woman, and also a fake salesperson. And I killed one of them off, and I had a, I had a an event, a funeral for them at the local bar at Go Feathers and I got show up it was a Facebook experiment and it's disturbing how many people showed up because it was this hot girl and I blew up the photo and I bought roses from the local floral shop so so this guy only he knows that it's fake he doesn't tell anyone he's like yeah I'll provide the I think he provided the food. Oh, no, no, I did an ad trade. So it was like, yeah, he provided food. I had like an open bar. And I just had this giant party that was a funeral. And I I can send you a picture, another picture I have to send. For a non-existent person. It's a, it, it's a stock photo I bought. Oh, my God. And had it, I had it on an easel with roses around it. And you know, it is here, such no, a no, no. it's it's such a good thing we didn't know each other back then, or we would both be living out of the country. Absolutely. And Eric can f- confirm this. The arts writer, who is this uh her name's Judith Trunkos. I think she's from I forget where Judith is from. Some European country, I don't remember. So she like was doing art stories so my biggest regret is that everyone in the paper kind of knew but she was like this person i didn't communicate with a lot so she came and was like i'm so sorry and she's from like this other country and writes really professional arts stuff and i was like judith i don't know how to tell you this but like don't sad this is not real <laughs> like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry like stop what did che- she say cheering up she thought it was hysterical thank god she's hysterical but i was like this is kind of a facebook experiment and then i got so drunk that there was 
it just it just got out of control. There was a candlelight vigil, and I did not like. I did not buy these candles. This I don't know who. I have to maybe Eric knows. Somebody took it a step further, I think. And I don't know if it was Eric or like a Facebooker. Like I don't know who took it a step further, but there was a fucking candlelight vigil around in the five points around the fountain, the main fountain. And I had gone so far and I'm so drunk at this point, I'm like, I'm gonna go up and speak. And then, I, so I go up to do, I was like, to do the memorial, the eulogy. The yeah. eulogy. And there's this homeless guy that had a handwritten the Bible, his thing, like he hand he handwritten the Bible. He was trying to show it. I don't know if he was trying to sell it. I don't know. So I, but I got, but the homeless guy's there, like the homeless guy with the Bible, he's like a Bible guy and just the scene. And I start going up. Please don't be offended because I was a little drunk and I was young. This is like 12 years ago. But I, I started like we're all going to miss Kate's Cohen. Um, I think many of us here got to know her better than we ever thought we would. <laughs> I always thought that her vagina tasted a little salty. And then I just started talking about her vagina, uh, like I, for a good two or three minutes. The homeless guy's yelling at me. <laughs> what's this? What's the scene? The homeless guy with the Bible is saying how it's disrespectful. <laughs> you have I'm to ask done. Eric. This the story of Kate Cohen. Okay, but I want you to listen to me very carefully. I'm not only not offended by that story. Um, when I die, I'm planning to be cremated. So there will be a memorial service, I'm sure. You have to make a promise to me. Okay? Make the same speech I made for <laughs> you. You have to give me a, a, at least two minutes of of a an ode to my vagina Absolutely. in front of everyone there. Absolutely, that is and you promise. have my you have That's and I want you to be, I, I want you to be holding a beverage when you do it. That's a promise. Absolutely, like just I want to. I just, not many people know this, but we were very close. <laughs> and, and I was never a person that was really into hairy vaginas, but there was just something about this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> I only... Gray hairs, gray pubic hairs uh, would normally disgust me, but there was something about these gray pubic hairs that I just... They were so fine. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't coarse. They were not coarse. Not what you would okay. expect. Okay. <laughs> I'll work on it. I'll make sure it's better than that. Oh, please do.
please do because I will be some my spirit will be somewhere in that room dying watching the look. I hope I have I hope I have fifty years to write it and uh it'll get good in fifty. Well, honey, uh, at 110, if anybody okay, talks uh, about sorry, 40 years. <laughs> let's get let's shoot for Betty White here. Okay, fair enough, but and still, only it, Betty honestly, White enjoy that to be there to see the look on my boss's face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to warn him though. <laughs> Otherwise, he will beat you to death. <laughs> really, I I couldn't believe that this like homeless guy had like more morals than I did at that moment. I was like, oh my god, this guy is like, <laughs> you're shocked. It's just like like I'm the one that's wrong here, and he's like he's like correcting me. Really, oh my god. really angry. So angry at me. I somehow think all homeless people have more morals than I do. I just, that's a given. <laughs> yep. Yeah, my ex used to hang out at Possum's Pub. I don't know that. And um, when I when I kicked him out of the house, I had all this mail forwarded to Barstool number three in care of Possum's Pub. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah, he comes into the bar one day and the barmaid puts a sack of mail in front of him and he's like, what's that? She's like, seems that your ex-wife has forwarded your mail here. <laughs> and it all said barstool number three. Uh, perfect. This was fun. It was fun.